All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape. With host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. Well, just like that, the Toronto Maple Leafs are undefeated in 2024. What's going on? It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rozo. The Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano. Rosie, Happy New Year, buddy. How are you? Same to you. Seems like it's been a while for us, but it's good to be back in the seat, man. Good night, last you, you, you missed quite a bit. Uh, the Samsonov news, the Nylander news that you're going to get to. Uh, lots happening in Leafs land right now, buddy. It really is. I did not, uh, I'm not liking it. Don't like where they're at. And before yesterday's game, I was just like, I can't even bet on this because I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know who's going to show up. But again, pleasantly surprised after uh, yesterday's game. The people want to know first and foremost, uh, how was your new year? What did you get up to, buddy? It was good. We went to Golden, Golden, British Columbia, and saw a buddy out there in the mountains and did some running around with the kids. And I was on my way home, and you just couldn't wait to record anything for the Samsonov news. And I missed out, man. I missed out. Yeah, I I sensed a bit of FOMO because I kept going back to Rosie, like, hey, this video is climbing, it's climbing, it's climbing. We got to like 45,000 views on this video I put together with Dave Panyota, just breaking down the Samsonov news. But since you brought it up, like, just. The writing had been on the wall, right? And the final staple was whatever that was against Columbus on Friday. I know people were goofing on the Leafs in general losing that game. But, I mean, it got to a point where he was unplayable, right? Yeah, it did. Like, just keep waiting for him to take that step forward and step forward. And he he just, there's like nothing that he did that, that would speak to any step forward. It was just more steps back. I mean, even his couple of like 
moments of good play. They weren't even full games, really, where were just kind of like little footnotes, just little dashes here and there. And the majority of the, the things he was doing was taking steps back, losing confidence, losing games, losing numbers and stats. And oh God, yeah, it was a, it, it was a, it was a no brainer. You have to do that. And what's going to happen with him down there uh, is yet to be seen. Um, I think it's going to depend on what happens with Joseph Wool, but right now, you know, things are are kind of clipping along, and you know, to have Jonesy there right now is looks like a brilliant move from Tree Living. Man, but this is like a full reset. Like he's not expected to play any games for like the next week. He's practicing with Hanu Toivonen, the former NHL netminder, now the goalie coach with the Marlies. Like this is a full reset, which is kind of concerning for a professional hockey goalie in the National Hockey League on the Toronto Maple Leafs, but it does happen around the league, I guess. It does. It's just like last year, people were not, you know, in general saying, what are we doing? Taking other teams, you know, trash and reclamation projects. And um, I understood why they did it. I, I thought that, you know, a first rounder who didn't quite get the right crack in Washington, like give him a chance here. There's, there's tons of talent and tons of potential there. And, and then you back it up with Matt Murray. It looked like a tandem that could work, and it did for a long time. And um, he looked really solid. And I, I just think that throughout the summer, all the chatter about the roster and the moves and Tree Living coming in and, and some of the guys they brought in, it was kind of like no one was talking about the goaltenders. And it was like, like, is that a good thing? You'd think that would be a good thing in Toronto. Let the guy hide. Let, let the spotlight go on other places and let him do his thing. But I just, in the back of my mind, I was just like, man, no one's really talking about Sammy and, you know, how's he feeling? How's he going to look? Is it going to be that soft year slump? And holy smokes, was it ever, man? He just never had it from start to go. And I think this is, this is the bottom of rock bottom of his career right now. And I hope it's rock bottom and he can start climbing out in some way, shape or form, whether we rely on him again this year or not yet to be seen. But I, I hope this is the, the lowest point of his, his season and career at least. Yeah, I mean, simply put, the numbers were revolting. They had no choice. And uh, we're going to get into the Hill to be conversation a bit later on here on the podcast, too. But he could potentially make his debut against the Anaheim Ducks coming up. But I'm sure he caught this last night. Uh, it was all over the broadcast watching the Leafs Kings game. But dare I say, it sounds like it's looking closer and closer in terms of an extension conversation, at the very least, with Nylander and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nick Kiprio, Elliott Friedman speculating that the two sides are making ground. Uh, Friedman even went as far as to say it could happen as, as early as this week. I mean, uh, th this situation has been so interesting because nothing has come out into the forefront, into the spotlight, into the media at all. And to think a resolution in sight is, is just so great. Like, I think I just want to see what happens first, see what the number comes in at, and then sort of react. Yeah, there's, it's just, it's kind of the way it goes. There's a bunch of buzz right now. The insiders are, are feeding a little bit here and there, and it sounds like the wheels are kind of in motion. It would make sense that they want it done kind of by that, that all-star game. It's just kind of a, you know, a, a point in the season for the Maple Leafs in Toronto to kind of say, Hey, what about this? What about this timeline or this point in time? And if they're not that far apart and they're starting to both understand a, a number and a term that's making sense, it seems like, it seems like a big number, the ones that I've heard. The term seems even longer. The term scares me more than anything, the eight years. Really? Yeah, like just huh. to, to lock in. I don't know, man. These This day and age when so much talent and, and such a, a young, fast league, and he's phenomenal. His numbers say he should be worth this. They're comparing him to Pasternak and, and all these different things. But it's just so funny how, you know, 
what about the knocks on Nylander? I'm not saying don't sign him by any stretch. Don't put that words in my mouth, but it's just there. There's probably going to be a time where you know where he's he's had those lazy you know blips in his career where he just doesn't have the effort. He's not really there. He's not trying. And now he is this year. Of course, we haven't seen any of that. There's been nothing but flourishing positivity about his play, rightfully so. But just in eight years, is is he always going to be worth that? I don't know. Whenever they throw that much time into a guy. Um, you know, some people celebrate and say, yay, we've got him for that long. And sometimes I go, holy fuck, what's that going to look like in, in four, five, six years, you know, and you see that with other contracts throughout the league. It's just like head shakingly bad that you have this guy locked in for that long. Um, I'm hoping that's not Willie and I'm hoping he's hammered down and like this is his, not just his peak or his, his, um, the top of his ceiling. ceiling. I hope this is yeah. just where he can live for the next many, many years. And if so, when they lock him down for that, it's, it's a great deal for Leafs Nation. I think over time it averages out. I mean, they would be buying high. He's on pace for 45 goals and 117 points. Having said that, he's the type of player you just can't lose. Like, I mean, not to say they're in one in terms of a negotiation standpoint, but like, what else can you do? Like, there's, you can't walk this guy to free agency. You can't trade him. And he's been incredible. And he's progressing year after year after year. He's improving. And I think yeah. he's gotten to that elite status this year where, Sometimes you have to bite the bullet. Uh, the speculated number is eight years, as you mentioned. And I'm actually on the other side of the conversation where it's like my big beef with these lease players. They The Leafs are the only team that in recent memory haven't signed guys to eight-year contracts. You look everywhere around the league. The big boys all signed for eight years. You go to Toronto, it's like five-year deals, six-year deals. And maybe it's more of an indictment on the uh, previous administration, if you will. But I think locking this guy up for as long as you can, I think, is a win. The salary cap's going up. Like, I think the dollar value is going to make enough sense for this team in a couple of years. So now, obviously, they're going to have some decisions to make over the next couple of years. But I'm not at a point where I'm going to freak out if the number is 11. Um, maybe if it's over 11 and a half, I, I would a bit. But I think in the grand scheme of things, this guy has proven it. He's got out there and done his thing. And I think, you know, the player is going to get paid here. Yeah, and rightfully so. I mean, when, when what do you ask for a player like Willie Nylander when he comes in as a younger player? Like, you know, expectations are sky's the limit with a player like him. And, and look what he's done this year. He's taken a huge step. Um, I do worry sometimes about those contract years. The guys show up big for their contract years, get paid, and then all of a sudden production goes down. Um, that's a scary thing, but that can happen with anybody. Um I don't think you can lose him. Like you said, you don't yeah. want to unload him. Like for what you you're looking for X here it is. Now you're going to move it for what that's available. Mm -hmm. That's going to be worth, um, Willie. But my thing is like, I'm, I'm always kind of scared about this team in the core four and how much they have tied up and just a couple of similar style of players. There's not enough, you know, meat left on the bone to go around to, to round out your team. I think they're running into that right now, you know, goaltending uh, defense. Is this a, a well enough rounded team to go deep in the playoffs? Sure. You got some generational talent that you got locked down, but is, is that going to take you to the promised land so far that it's been proven? No. So I think we've said on this show or I have, you know, who I think needs to go in order to, you know, facilitate that. And I don't think it's Willie. So yeah, like, like the idea that we're moving forward and, you know, things happen. I don't, I, I'm just kind of waiting for the announcement, just like everyone else, like, boom, this thing is done. Then we can stop talking about it. And we know he's locked down. Looking forward to that. And uh, very curious about the number. Like he does wear the number 88. Uh, we anticipate it's going to be an eight year deal. 11 times eight. Um, it's been out there. 11.25. I've even seen people at 10 and a half. So I think that's the curiosity, but I'm just happy that it seems like we're getting a resolution. Like 
The last thing this market needed was this thing to drag on all year and this guy to get close to even flirt with free agency, right? I, I just think Nylander has progressed and it doesn't scare me as much as it does other guys, just considering where he's at in, in his career, his trajectory, how good he's been the last couple of years and how he continues to improve. I don't get as worried. I, I know what you're saying about the contract year type thing, but I think you watch the player play. Like there's no doubt he's so talented. Like some guys, like not to pick on somebody like Sam Reinhart is having an epic season. Do we think that's sustainable over the next seven, eight years? No. When you look at Nylander and you look at the output, you could certainly make a case that he continues contributing close to this at least. You'd hope so. I mean, there's yeah. no reason to say not. And like, no one knows the future, right? And you're yeah. not going to get this guy done unless you give him the term that that he needs. He's proven that he's not scared to sit out and to hold out and to, you know, know his value and, and not cow down and not say, oh, we'll give him a discount to just for what reason would you give a discount? Does anyone in the world of life give discounts mm-hmm. to their boss for no real reason, especially when they value themselves? And then you add on to the fact that how, how well he's doing this year and how much fire he's on, he's only going to have have the confidence to say listen i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bend at any point in time this is what i'm worth take it or leave it and i think that's the position they've been in and you know tree living's just got to get to the point where he's like yep and definitely understand that what he's what he's asking for is not out to lunch it's not ludicrous um we are close he is that kind of value player and we're willing to give it to him to move on and and keep this guy locked up and hopefully before all-star break they do get it done and then we can kind of not worry about it anymore I love it, uh, Rosie. In other news, you've got a pretty big-time guest coming on the, on the show today, one of your former coaches, right? I know. Chief's coming on, Craig Berube. So, yeah, we've been trying to get him on a little while. You're pulling strings in the background. You got him locked down. But, yeah, he just got relieved of his duties in, in St. Louis. And, you know, I think uh, I think with some of the, the action that went on afterwards with them booing other players and whatnot with Cairo that they showed uh, that city showed how much they appreciate him and how much they remember what he brought, you know, that Stanley cup that was quite recent everyone's mind. So yeah, big guess for us and, you know, a bit of a free agent himself. Yeah, no, we're going to get to brass tax. We're going to talk to chief about the Leafs a bit, just what he's been up to. Is he chomping at the bit to come back in the mix? And I got to ask him about coaching you. So all that's coming up in about uh, 15 minutes or so at the Leafs nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching right now, do us a favor, hammer that like button, uh, thumbs up, baby uh, at the Leafs nation 401, where you could subscribe. Once again, Leafs want to take wherever you find your podcasts. As we roll into the appetizer brought to you by DoorDash for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off at the $10 in value and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada. Subject to change. Terms apply. So the first of three in the California swing, Rosie. Uh, it was a late one for here uh, for us here on the East Coast, but I enjoyed every second of it, man. I thought it was a really professional victory. Martin Jones owns the LA Kings. It was actually something I brought up on yesterday's show that I said, back the Leafs, back the puck line, back the money line. And Martin Jones now 23, eight and three against the LA Kings in his career and his 30th career shutout. But I thought it was a nice tidy effort for the Leafs last night. That's crazy, man. Like to have those numbers against a certain team is unreal. 30 some shutouts for this guy. Like you kind of forget when they signed him, what his background is, what his experience level is, what he's capable of. And, you know, some people could be like, oh, he's on the back nine or whatever. But like, is he? He, he, He's bailed us out here. He's like, without him, what are we doing? We're we're scrambling. Like we're scrambling like crazy. And we got away with it last year. 
Um, I say we still, but um, you know, okay. we're doing a show on the Leafs. Yeah. Uh, Shalgren like bailed us out last year, and that was like a, a blessing because you you just can't expect that out of your fourth stringer. But we're getting away with with some goaltending issues and showing that we have more depth and more capability of of putting guys in the crease that can kind of get the job done when things aren't going your way with your with your top two guys. And I mean, the more he plays, the more he looks like a guy that we're gonna rely on. That's gonna be there full time this season and uh, I didn't I missed that yesterday on on the show but I remember sitting there with my app open going I don't know what I don't know what to do like I'm lost on the Leafs I've I was I've been pissed off throughout the holidays at them and the way they're they performed um and the expectations are just I just don't know I don't know what to expect so the fact that you had those stats and they came through like in spades is a pretty wicked call and yeah he sure as hell has their number and that just shows you like what what this team can be if they could shore up some of their defensive woes. I mean, you're not going to win every game 5-4. You're just not, you're especially in the playoffs. But like a nice little tidy 2-0, 3-0 win like that, even though like 3-1 wins and stuff, if you can just keep it tight, they just seemed tighter in the D zone. They seemed more positioned properly. They weren't as scrambly. They weren't any one-man shows. Every line kind of went out there and looked like a unit. And it, like that is such a refreshing look for this organization because they're so known to be so sporadic with their defense. Um, fireworks on the on the offensive side of the puck, which is exciting and everything else. But it's just too scary to hockey fans who kind of know the history and know what it's like to get into the playoffs and, and what kind of hockey is being played. I think a lot of people were shaking their head going, this just isn't it. But when you get a piece of that defense, which they had last night, look how look how look how different it goes, right? And uh, it just gives me more hope for the future that you know our goaltending situation can get sorted out, and then we can start playing some defense and and have some systems that are that are focused around keeping the puck out of your neck, which just doesn't seem like what they've been doing lately. And you know, lo and behold, one nice win like that, and all of a sudden the pressure seems to be off Keith, and no one's calling for the head of everyone in the organization, and. Oh, you do a little bit more of that and things are going to be pretty gravy. Man, 98% of me was like, this is awesome. What an effort. Purposeful. You beat one of the better teams in the league. And 2% is like, man, I'm annoyed uh, because you know what this team can do. You know what they're capable of. I think everything you just mentioned defensively, the buy-in, I found their sticks were in lanes. Like LA had nothing offensively. And that's because Toronto thwarted them. Like the goaltending was solid. It wasn't like they... They relied on Martin Jones in that game. Like, I know L.A. ends up out shooting Toronto in that game, but I thought defensively they were airtight, man. Like, yeah, they gave up some chances, but that's as good as a defensive effort I've seen all season long. And it's kind of infuriating. I know some people have echoed that in the chat here where it's like, you know what this team is capable of. So why the lulls? Like, I never get concerned about the Leafs against good teams. It's always a shit teams, right? That's so weird, man. It's just so weird. And... Oh, it's so weird to show up against the LAs and the Bostons and these these better teams and, and bring your best effort and have a defensive game. It's just it's an immaturity to me. It's a lack of leadership. I've said yeah. it before, but time after time, I mean, everyone can have their hiccups and be like, guys, that was embarrassing. Like we didn't even show up. We're a way better team than that team down the hall. And we let them beat us. And, you know, our start was bad. We didn't respond. And then, you know, spinning our wheels in the third. You can have those losses once in a while, but they're like you can count on them, dude, to to, to drop these games against the Columbuses and the, and the Chicago's, and it's it's kind of embarrassing. It's like you you're not you can't call yourself a high echelon team. You can't call yourself a contender when you don't have the character in the room to be able to show up 
all the time, not just against, you know, the big teams. And when you're hyped up and you understand you got a big task in front of you, like how many times have they had these sleeper games where you're just kind of scared and nervous? And then, I mean, we get burnt how many times I, I say there's not a chance they're going to lose this game. They're going to show up. They understand the leadership will have them by the balls. It'll be addressed in the locker room by Keith. They'll be ready to rock and roll and then just a complete stinker. So it's, it's a bad characteristic to have in your team. It's a bad trait, but again, it could be worse. You could only be able to beat the shit teams and you get yeah. smacked around by any team with any bit of gumption to them. So the problem could be worse, but man, it's got to be addressed. It's got to be sorted out. You've got to figure out what your identity is. And hopefully last night was a step towards that. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just doesn't make a lot of sense in the grand scheme of things. But again, a very purposeful effort. Uh, Nylander scores twice. Martin Jones, the shutout. Uh, his second shutout now as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And just again, you move right along, you get a big goaltending effort from Jones, and you move on to the next game. I mean, that's all you can do at this point in time. And and certainly the conversation right away starts about the Anaheim game and who they start in between the pipes in that one. And uh, Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year and daily face-off. For those of you who smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes. They will have you winning despite your lack of team-building skills. Download the Wendy's app, score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order, and grab a sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of the feet along with some fresh, never-frozen beef. Sign up to play Daily Face-Off Survivor to win weekly prizes like the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. So a very unconventional back-to-back because it is in Anaheim, relatively close, obviously, to Los Angeles. But first and foremost, uh, I know you saw the news over the weekend. Uh, the Hilda Beast is up. Dennis Hildeby. Would you start him tonight? Because uh, the Leafs have been very, very coy on the front. Uh, would you? Would you have him make his debut against the Ducks? I, I think if you you're going to have to put him in at some point in time, right? It's yep. uh, it's inevitable, and I, I like uh, I like the setup and the situation. You're in Anaheim. 
there's not a ton of spotlight on you. Of course, you you feel that you're on the Leafs and that people are buzzing, but you know he'd be smart enough to stay off his phone, stay off social media. Um, just like anyone else getting called up to any team, there's going to be his phone buzzing up about you know friends and and family texting them, good luck, we'll be watching, we're going to fly down, and all that distraction, which is normal. But to do it in Toronto, I think it would just be this big old, like, like what's the problem here? This is a young prospect who some people think, you know, is going to have a big future with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And are you doing this too soon? Are you bringing him up too soon? Are you, are you, you know, there's a chance there that if he's not quite ready, you can put him behind the eight ball too early in his career. But, I mean, you're put in the position where you have to do this, and he's a professional. He needs to be ready, and if you're going to give him that shot, I think that uh, Anaheim is a good place to do it. It's a little more quiet. The whole room's not going to be absolutely plummeted with with reporters and, and cameras and mics and lines everywhere, and you can't even get to your stall. It's going to be a little bit chiller. Um, it's not the best team in the world, although they're prone to not playing very good in front of a goaltender when they're not playing a, a big game, but I mean – this is as good of a situation as you could ask anyone to put this this Hilda beast in in the net tonight. So I would go with them and I would, you know, do what I don't know what else. I don't know what they're trying to do to get the best performances out of this team when they're playing these lower level teams. But uh, make sure these guys are ready to play in front of them and hopefully give this kid a win on on his first outing this year and uh, and get his confidence going. Because I think like inevitably Wool's just not quite ready. And even when he is, he might take a little time before he gets thrown right into the fire and they're going to need this guy. It's just the reality of the situation they're in. Yeah. I, I think the just obvious concern is that he's 22. He's got a handful of games of experience in, in North America here in the American hockey league. I get that, but you can't play Jones every game, especially in this day and age. Like you're you, like, he's your last life lifeline, right? If you lose Jones, you're cooked. Um, yeah, and you have Samson who can't play right now. I mean, for obvious reasons and he'll be a youngster. So I think they have to be smart. I think it's the right spot. It's a quiet barn. It's an inferior opponent. Um, I think it happens a lot, and you've played in this league. When teams don't have a book or any video or much video on a goaltender, and the Leafs are so victim of this, every time they play a no-name or goalie, they lose. Teams just don't – it's tough to score on these guys, and this guy's six foot seven. Like, I would I be stunned at all if Dennis Hildeby gets a start, goes in there, and posts a really good start in his first uh, NHL outing? No. I, I just – I think it's tough to face guys when you don't have the book on him, and I think that's the always curious thing in the NHL when it comes to goalies, how these guys adapt, evolve after teams learn their tendencies, right? Yeah, potentially. Um, it's just, he's a big body. He's obviously got talent. He doesn't have a ton of experience, but if you're put in a position where you have to, you know, use him at some point in time, what, what situation would you want? And this is the perfect one. We're on the road. We're in California. Anaheim's not doing great this year. There's not a huge spotlight. We don't want to switch hit Martin Jones. And, you know, you couldn't, think up a better situation. So if they, if they do back-to-backs on Jonesy, I'll be absolutely shocked. I think it's going to be held to be for sure. And uh, you, you know, you got to hope and prepare that that team in front of them is going to play. And, you know, guys are going to be talking about that and understand mm-hmm. understanding of that before the game. Hey, let's help this kid out. Yeah. You know, let's, let's get a good start. Let's play in the ozone. Let's help out defensively. Let's not make him, you know, have to work too hard right off the bat. Let's let him get his feet under him. So as much as they've struggled to do that with these types of teams in the past, maybe having this kid, and the net will will be a little bit of a, a reminder to make sure they're on their game before uh you know before they they let this guy down like they have in the past with other goaltenders and with other plays against teams like this so you know 
there's all the reason in the world for this to, to line up and uh, and go their way, but we have been fooled before. We have, we have, but that's just it. Uh, I mean, if there's one team who needs something uplifting to get ready for an inferior opponent, it's probably the Leafs. And what better than a 22 year old netminer, six foot seven, making his NHL debut to get the juices flowing? Everybody wants to win for the guy, right? You don't like you only get one NHL debut, whether you're a four defense or goaltender. And I, I think the key here is getting the kid the victory. So. I think it would be an added wrench to that whole puzzle where the Leafs don't step up against inferior opponents. You put this guy in there, uh, I think the team is maybe a bit more fired up. I, I like the way they start against LA too, but I think you hit the nail on the head. They just You never know what you're going to get from this Leafs team. What I can tell you, I know you love video tributes. Simone Benoit, man, like this guy is oh. evolving and becoming a crazy good story and very under the radar. If you do recall in the offseason, they signed him. We talked about it. We said, eh. It's a depth defenseman with NHL experience, but I just love the bite this guy plays with. Uh, I know to you last night, by the way, LA wears those ugly chrome domes that you love so much, those helmets, and it fucked up Benoit's hand in that fight. Um, I was going to ask you too, did you have any problem with Benoit stepping in, having that scrap up to nothing, by the way? No, some people did. And uh, let's just say he makes that little hit and then like, it was just, I love that there was no hesitation. He knew what was going on. Um, England comes in there and turns around and it, it's just, he didn't like get punched in the face three times and then goaded into it. No oh, man. And then I am okay. I'll drop my stuff and then slip around and fall down and look up and go, where's the instigator? Like just chicken shit hockey. That's not what this kid plays. And he's proving it over and over again. He's the first guy to jump in there. When something happens to one of the big boys, he's right in the center of it at the um, scrums and whatnot when Drew Doughty's part of it, which is kind of an, a veteran intimidating presence who he didn't seem to back down to whatsoever. Steps up to a tougher guy and and does. I, do, I did not care that it was 2 nothing. I know there's certain times that, that are better to go than not, but I'm just telling you that when the, the Kings are putting the hammer down, trying to get it going, England grabs him there. Say he does and he gets punched a bunch. He gets face washed, blah, 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 blah. And just does the typical Leafs thing that, that we've been watching for the last couple of years. All of a sudden, you know, in my mind, they just have reason to put the hammer down. It's just a weird momentum shift. Oh, we just treated these guys like a bitch. They don't want any of it. They don't want the smoke. They're just trying to ride out the last few minutes of this game. No, he stood up. He scrapped them. No harm done by any team. And they showed, no, you're not going to fuck with us. Tonight's our night. And it worked out beautifully. So for people screaming that was a bad time. I mean, I'm well aware of good times and bad times yeah. and just for the situation, for the team, for where they are and who they are. I don't mind it one little bit. I love that this kid shows up and however he does in the fight is almost, it's pretty irrelevant to me. It's just the fact that seeing a guy in a Maple Leafs uniform be physical, be there chin first in the in the scrums, grabbing guys, not putting up with any bullshit, spring loading his gloves if anyone has a problem. It's just beautiful to see. He's playing good defense. Him and McCabe look pretty damn good together. And the physicality level is just great. I mean, it's just a pairing that stands out to me as they're like a they're a pairing. There's just not just one guy placed with another guy as musical chairs. It's just like they're a pairing now. And it's uh it's good to watch. It's good to see. And like I tweeted yesterday, it's kind of a pleasant surprise. I didn't expect this, but it's a guy that understood the assignment. What does this team yep. need? What are they lacking? What would I, what could I give them that would make them keep me around, sign me, like a- anything that he needs and wants in his career? He's doing just that. He's smart. And it, it it's always bothered me this year in this age of hockey where a team is just 
dying desperate for this type of player to step up and do anything and nobody's willing to i'm just looking around in shock going nobody's willing to like go into the four check and rock a d-man or get your hand up in a in a scrum or drop the gloves and just see what you can do against a guy like nobody and then here's a guy who understood the assignment comes in and is making an impact right away and rightfully so i think leafs nation is just loving him right now that's the perfect way. Like he identified what this team could use a bit more of some bites, some sandpaper. And on top of that, he's actually playing some pretty good hockey. And uh, he seems to be always the first guy in. And I have to credit the Leafs too last night. Like Matthews got lit up there a bit by Dubois in the second period. And who was the first on the play? It was Matthew Nyes. Uh, um, and others were in the conversation too. Like the fact that there was no hesitation, I think is the best news possible. Right. Um, I think you want to see this team learn in terms of that aspect. And, uh, we we've been saying it all year. We we hoped it. I mean, you hope it's contagious. And I, I just I like what Benoit's bring to the table. I mean, long term, we'll see what happens here. Who they're going to add, what they're not going to add. Uh, but I think at the very least, he's making a case for more ice time here. Yeah, I, I sure think so. Like we've been begging for that for you know the last couple of years. Like just some just some team, like some camaraderie, some togetherness, some identity, some character, and they haven't shown that. They can win games because of the, the talent of their offense, okay, but we're just watching consistently, like, who is this team? What are they? What do they think of themselves? Like, it, it just seemed like a whole bunch of individuals, and you, it just, like, I keep going back to, you know, the the Florida Panthers last year and what they did, they just seemed like that crest on the chest was just coming at you. It did not matter who it was individually. They played as a team. They had an identity and the, the Leafs have lacked that. But like you say, last night when it doesn't really matter if it's Matthew Nyes or, or Benoit or, you know, whoever throughout the lineup to jump in there when Matthews gets knocked down like that, if that just happens every single game, every single day, like they are who they are, like this, like a little bit of a lunch pail gang to them where they're going to show up physically. They're not going to put up with any bullshit. They, they're defensive of each other. Like that just goes so far, man. It goes so far in the locker room. It goes so far on the ice. It goes so far, you know, to other teams and a reminder to other teams that these guys stick up for each other. They stick up for themselves. And that hasn't been the case. They get picked apart. They get embarrassed. They get, you know, made fun of. They get disrespected so much in, in the past that it's fucking embarrassing to be their fan because you're just like, why do I seem to care more than you do? And if they start pulling themselves out of that, shoring up their defense a little bit, you know, there's they could start looking like the team that we always hoped that they would. And it's funny that one game after the, the mess that was throughout the holidays there, where they're not looking anything like any of the stuff I just described. You know, they put it together for one game, and all of a sudden, like, the light at the end of the tunnel, like, maybe I'm getting too excited over one game, and I'm not saying yeah. I'm excited, but it's just that's the look I think we're looking for, and hopefully they're finding it, and it's guys like Simon Benoit that are helping that out. Try not to get too high or too low. Again, you're right. It's one game. They could easily come out against Anaheim and no-show. I just think we've seen with this team, we've learned way too many lessons from this team, but... Again, I think there's a lot of positives to grab. Even like a Tyler Bertuzzi really stepped at the plate uh, against yeah. the Los Angeles Kings and really utilized the way he can play and be effective, right? Yeah, he was just like a dog on that puck, right? Like the the two goals that he was involved in, he's just he's just an animal on the walls and he's making life hell for the defenseman. Um, you know, before where he's not really a factor, he's kind of watching a little bit more and waiting and hoping and 
it's just like not you're just kind of skating in circles and the puck's going past your left right right there he's just on it he's causing turnovers I mean he's just he's moving his feet he looks quick and he just knows where like Willie is for example and takes a nothing play a little bobbled puck turnover and just boom it's in the back of the net and he does it again and again it's like i noticed right away i was like bertuzzi is, is looking the way we wanted him to last night so nice to see him step up as well and you know with all the problems this team has right now um now's the perfect time for guys like him especially to, to step up and show why you were signed to this roster so you got your chrome domes last night right they're so you bad hate man they're so so bad and like i went at it with pinder uh, a couple of weeks ago on our department of discipline show about how bad they are i think he likes them but i mean i just can't help but think of like the new york yankees like showing up just something where it's like like our game has got too much tradition it's a little bit old school and i know you're trying to bring kids into the game or whatever but bright chrome helmets like imagine the new york yankees stepping up and they have a chrome batting helmet on it would just make me want to throw up right and something about those la kings buckets they're just about as bad as it gets followed right up by the the golden knights golden helmets i know you're in vegas and blah 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 and the marketing Ooh, department's wow. trying to do different things but it's fucking disgusting to look at yeah and the leafs of course wore their justin bieber jerseys again do you like those my kid likes them. Um, they're a little bit dark for me, but I don't mind like I don't mind going to the black once in a while when they're your third jerseys. Um, it's kind of hard to read the number on the back. They're a little bit too black, but they look cool, man. I, I can't argue with them. I, like you can't just go blue and white forever and always. But look at those disgusting things. It looks like it looks like a roller hockey minor league team in southern california like it's pathetic that that's the nhl if i was playing in the nhl and i had to wear that helmet i would just be sickened yeah definitely um we are trying to connect here with craig ruby so i'm trying to do two things at once yet again uh but look at have problem with the old technology <laughs> yeah this is i don't know man it's an ongoing situation here on the podcast but Nevertheless, like we are looking forward to this uh, Anaheim-Toronto game. Obviously, Dennis Hildeby could be a factor in the conversation. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to find out before we we go off air here if he's going to start. Obviously, it's uh, early in the morning there on the West Coast uh, in in that type of conversation to find out. But I think from the Maple Leafs' perspective, I just want to see consistency again. Like, come out the same way you did. I thought Matthews had an unbelievable start last night. Like, he was flying early on, too. Yeah, flying, shooting. Um, I'm just looking at the schedule here. Like, what message does it send to, you know, Hildeby if they don't go with him? And then they're going, well, you don't want me. You don't want me in now. Like, you got your kind of older guy. Like you said, you're relying on like crazy. You, If you lose him, then you got big problems, right? If you lose Jonesy. So to go him back to backs when he's not exactly a spring chicken, you know, is like for what reason we like we just lined up. We cannot think of a better position to play Hill to be. And then this one here tonight in Anaheim where you wait till Saturday night um yeah it's against the sharks but at home blah 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 or no sorry they'll still be on the road correct yeah they're yeah. doing the they're doing the the california swing so fine but like i just do not see a reason i'd be absolutely shocked if they if they didn't go with this kid um and just you're gonna have to play him eventually you're not gonna play jonesy again in uh in san jose so i i just cannot imagine them not going to him i think it lines up perfectly so we'll see and that's what excites me the most about this team is or about this game is 
I feel like he's going to be in. So how does he look? I want to see that huge frame in the net and see how fucking imposing it looks to have a, a six foot seven guy on skates being your goaltender. Um, see how he manages the nerves. First couple saves. How does he look? Does he look poised, scrambly? And how is that team playing in front of him? Are they capable of putting their brains together to understand when they need to come out with the good stuff, especially against you know average teams, quote unquote? Definitely. Definitely. Um, I think the best route for this, man, we're just going to let's just wrap. We'll record and we'll play it on the show tomorrow. I just it's we can't I can't talk through this while I'm trying to host this podcast. But I blame chief, man. I blame chief. <laughs> You're going to give him the gears. eh? we're just going to sit down. I'm like, dude, figure out technology, figure out technology. I let's get to the mechano wrap up. Pardon me? Chucking, his, chucking his phone. Stupid fucking thing. I can see him getting frustrated in the yeah. background. So don't worry about it. Chief. We'll get her figured out. I would get frustrated too. Technology is just, i not a fan. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Any bets you're looking at today? Like, uh, I think a Matthews anytime goal I would definitely look at. Yeah, depending on the value. I mean, it's got to be plus value still, right? Um, mm-hmm. Would be solid. Um, again, I just want to see what kind of team shows up. Sometimes I like to watch the first eight nine minutes of a game to see what kind of vibe it is and then do do some live betting but mm-hmm. um you're the one that's been in the hot picks lately i've been i've been kind of average so you tell me what you got yeah i think i'm gonna ride with the leafs uh, might even look at the puck line in this game so that's probably the uh, the direction i would go um i i have a feeling the leafs are gonna step up if it's hill to be i think it's a big asterisk if it's hill to be then i'm gonna really ride with the Leafs, but uh, I think they're going to pull this out. I know it's tough to say it's an inferior opponent, but they got to snap this thing eventually. And I feel good about the way they played in LA too. I do too. And if, if you can, if you can harness anything from the previous game, the previous night, like that's the one thing about that's good about back to backs is you can kind of pick up right where you left off and build some momentum. So, I mean, if they can't do that here, there's every reason in the world for them to have it figured out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not nervous, but I'm going to be watching, like very interested on, on how they come out. And for some reason, when I'm thinking about them starting games like these, I just can't help just John Tavares is the first one in my head for some reason. And it's like, can you set the example? Can you, you know, be a presence in the locker room to keep this team accountable? Like, I know he likes to lead by example, but can you do a little bit more than that and make sure that these guys understand how fucking unacceptable it is to continue losing to these teams and how, you know, think about like whatever the motivation is this kid's first game or not. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, be ready and build off last night is gotta be the theme going into the game tonight. Well, we're uh, certainly looking forward to it. Uh, once again, you can follow along here on uh, YouTube at the Leafs nation 401 subscribe anytime. Hit us with a like button. If you like what we're doing at the Leafs nation 401, once again, least want to take wherever you find your podcasts. And uh, again, we're going to bring you Craig Bruby tomorrow. So uh, Rosie will talk tomorrow to recap the Leafs ducks as well. Right on. Sounds good, man. We'll see you there. There you have it. That's Jay Rosso. Many thanks to Gavin once again for stepping up here today. And uh, producer Vic, I'm Nick Alberga, and we'll talk on Thursday. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean?
Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 